Today in the show, strategy plus action equals a LinkedIn style mindset. Success in business and life is a constant back and forth of charting your course and taking the consistent steps every day to move you forward. Both are critical. My guests on this show range from hardworking entrepreneurs starting from scratch to visionary leaders of cutting edge companies looking to scale. I help you understand the strategies that are working for them and the actions you can take to model their success. For me, a show like this is all about joining forces with my guests to dig deep and create something new for you. Whether that's a small insight to get you unstuck or a path of massive growth through customized marketing and creative sales initiatives. Welcome to Strategy in Action. Welcome to Strategy in Action. J.D. Gershbein is on the show today and we dig into LinkedIn style. Now, before you start thinking, oh, I'm not on LinkedIn, it doesn't matter, this really applies to anything you're going to do online or offline. This really gets into intentionality about when you're going to show up somewhere, what is your, what's your style, right? And, and not necessarily the, you know, the high end, I'm going to be that person who just lights up the room or is dressed impeccably. Not, not just that aspect of style, although that's always great to, to strive for as well. But it really gets into just how you're going to show up. And we dig in a lot around LinkedIn, but again, it applies to, to so many different different layers and different areas. But how do you show up on LinkedIn so that when somebody connects with you, wants to connect with you, you're trying to connect with them, that two and a half seconds that they go to your profile or they see you putting out content of some kind, what's, what version of you is showing up out there and it really pays to be purposeful and intentional with that as a reflection on you as a professional your company if you you own your own business or the company you're working for and you know JD brings up a great point in this of you know LinkedIn is still a business community and just like you're going to show up a certain way when you're interacting in the business world, well, a lot of that applies here on LinkedIn. And so what JD has done is really gone full force into creating this LinkedIn style, you know, the LinkedIn style guide, his newsletter that he's got going on and being very purposeful and then speaking on this subject and working with clients to help develop their style on LinkedIn so that they show up the best way possible. So we have a blast in this conversation and we even get into, you know, how improv and what JD is doing all ties in together and the community he's building around that. All right, let's jump in. Welcome to Strategy in Action. I have the great honor to be here with JD Gershbein. JD, how are you, sir? Well, I'm going to have to match your pipes with pipes of my own, so I'm going to bring out my best radio voice here and say, Jason, thanks for having me. That's great. I, I, I'm cheating with, with the do? microphone here. I'm, I'm, I, that's what that's what I use. So There you go. <laughs> about 16 go. filters make me sound well, halfway decent. My, mine's all trachea and diaphragm, my man. So. <laughs> nice. So glad to have you here. Um, for everyone watching, you know, this is – a perfect example of connecting on LinkedIn with just like-minded folks and, um, and why you do it. 
you and I met in Larry Call's Revenue Climber group. You came on my radar, essentially. So, you know, I'm following you on LinkedIn. And a post came out a few weeks ago that really sparked the reason for this episode and the topic that I want to dig into, which is all around creating a LinkedIn style. Um, and I think that really goes into, at the core, being purposeful when you show up anywhere, right? And then, you know, with your expertise around LinkedIn, it's really talking about that. So I want to dig in deep with all that, but give us some context a little bit. Who the heck is J.D. Gershbein? And, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> and what led you to this, you know, the anger that generated the uh, <laughs> LinkedIn yeah, style really. guide? <laughs> I, I think we're going to need to put a, a team of Stanford scientists on that project and see what their findings <laughs> reveal. You know, I... I birthed this concept of LinkedIn style really at the start of 2022 when we were approaching the end of year two of the global pandemic. And I think the pandemic has really shifted our behaviors as business people, as human beings in general. I mean, we we never thought we would be the generation that would have to deal or weather the storm of a global pandemic, a real healthcare crisis that, that threw the human species into chaos. And what it did was, Jason, it forced us into the business world online. And suddenly there were no face-to-face -face meetings. There was no way to look a colleague or a potential client in the eye, shake their hand, do business with them. It all had to be accomplished in the, in the uncertainty and the volatility of the online world. And I was already there. I, I didn't make much of an adaptation. I, I tell people I was a digital citizen from the moment I sent my first email back in 1990, whatever the hell it was. So I was already established. I, I was working virtually. Uh, I could do business anywhere in the globe and do. And I, it just kind of came natural to me that, okay, we're done with the playbook. Whatever we had before the pandemic is out the window. There needs to be new rules. And there was a new dynamic. Uh, I could see it. I could feel it. I, I could literally put my finger on it. I, I could see on LinkedIn what people were doing. They were reevaluating. They were rebranding. They were reinventing themselves in ways they never imagined or had done before, all through this autonomy that the pandemic had given us. And I just kind of thought about it in terms of style. I, I took what I knew from the physical world of style, which has its roots in the in the fashion world. I mean, if you if you ask people what they think of when the word style comes to mind, they probably hearken back to uh, to uh, a, a way of manners, a way of doing things, a way of expressing uh, expressing themselves. So I, I kind of extrapolated what I took from style, and I'm kind of a, a, a menswear guy. I'm I'm a I'm a dapper guy in the real world, and and I I learned from some of the great style gurus, and, and not that I'm one, but I just started to uh, apply that thinking and that knowledge and that wisdom to what I did on LinkedIn. And it turns out that, yes, what we do, how we express ourselves, how we comport with our fellow professionals, how we, how we message, how we post content, how we engage on the posts of others, this is all our style, virtual style. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's, it, it is pulling from, you know, the fashion world, pulling from some somewhere else. And, you know, other, other folks may have the connotation around branding, right? Having a style guide mm -hmm. there, um, which also meshes perfectly with what you're talking about here. And I think it's just really just a slight shift to say, what is my style going to be on LinkedIn that goes far beyond 
<laughs> the brand colors you're using, um, what you look like when you when you show up on a Zoom or a LinkedIn Live or something. But it incorporates all of it. But it goes quite a bit deeper, right? It goes into your voice, the the you that you want to show up and, and how you're going to interact with folks, right? Right. It, your style, especially on LinkedIn, is how you proclaim yourself to the world. In this case, the, the business world. It's it, I, Yes, it's the physical world, but then this world that exists beyond the screen, which a lot of individuals have trouble uh, figuring out. I've noticed that through the years I've done this since 2006, many professionals, bright, talented, educated people can't acculturate into the into the online world. They, they have problems even doing basic tasks that maybe some of us more digitally inclined people take for granted. But when we refer, we refer to someone as stylish who was on a quest for sophistication, what I'm calling the style journey, and striving for a sense of individuality. And when, they, when the desire for individuality emerges, a sense of style kind of follows. And it's it's refined appearance, it's dignified conduct, it's it's doing things with style. It, it's a tag affixed to folks who embrace elegance and assert themselves with spirit, talent, and character. Yeah, and I think you, I think you like a, again, like a brand or a reputation. Mm-hmm. You have a style, whether you. Mm-hmm are purposeful about it <laughs> or not or not and yeah. if you're and if you're not that's one that's going to come across right if it's all over the place or or not showing up well or anything like that yeah. um and so what we're suggesting here certainly is how critical not just on linkedin but anywhere any room that you walk into it's it's so important and rewarding and beneficial to decide on that style that you're going to present to the world, right? Just like having an outcome for a conversation, right? Having that beforehand and um, being very purposeful with that, I think is, is really strong. What, what's happened recently, I guess, as you've seen the, the lack of style (laughs) out there or the lack of purposefulness around a style, maybe um, linked on LinkedIn specifically that really triggered something for you to say, okay, I've got to get I've got to right. get really vocal about this, and this yeah. is what needs my attention. Yeah, I, great leading edge question there, sir. Um, I think we've all seen some really bad actors out there on LinkedIn. And what happened during the early stages of the pandemic in, say, spring of 2020, is that people flew into the online world. They may have tinkered with their LinkedIn profiles to some extent, but they came at people with both barrels, just selling, 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 selling. And these predatory marketing practices, which were implemented prior to the pandemic, which in my opinion, I call the, I call it the ugly side of digital marketing. It's these spammy automated messages that just And they're churned out by the tens of thousands to people. And people were starting to complain in my workshops and in my programs about just getting spammed incessantly by people who wanted to sell them a product they didn't need or want. And with all that we're hearing about builded trusted relationships, and I mean, I I can't imagine who the hell is buying this. I I mean, these are expensive programs. They violate LinkedIn's uh, 
service agreement, their, their terms of service. You can't spam anybody. But yet, what do people do? It's just a spam fest. Yeah, and it's and, so it, it's fascinating too because yeah, the same question goes through my mind of like who's saying who's saying yes to this stuff, right? But it also yeah. it also hurts everyone who wants to genuinely reach out and connect on LinkedIn. Number one, people's guards are up because of all this stuff going on. But also the people who want to reach out don't want to come across as that person. (laughs) Well, to your point, we saw some pattern mimicking. We saw people who were on the receiving ends of these messages who thought, well, that's the way to do it. I'm going to have to load up uh, a sales pitch and I'm going to have to hit people over the head with a a sledgehammer to get them to buy from me. And you could start to see it. You could saw it in the early going of the pandemic in Zoom rooms where people were putting three, four, five, six paragraphs of their value proposition in the chat room with every link, LinkedIn profile, website, Facebook profile, Instagram. I I mean, it, it, it was insane. How, how the selling was happening. And I, I found it to be very offensive, very in, intrusive, and very annoying, especially when it was on an invitation to connect on LinkedIn, which is the most egregious breach of ethics of all. And it just, it said, well, this, you, nobody's getting style points for this. This is not stylish. This is just, it, it's, it's bordering on annoying and uh, I mean, it separates the true technicians from the people who just want to sell a product or service. And those are the people that you want to gravitate to. Again, sophistication, elegance, a, a sense of refinement that comes from knowing how to open conversations with people and arrive from a place of service and and and, and authenticity. Yeah. And I mean, the, the positive spin on it, which I'm, I'm always looking for, is that it, it helps you stand out as you know, one of the good ones, you know, um, that much more, the negative of course, is that you have to, you have to fight that current a little bit, you know, and get past that initial stage that maybe it would have been a little bit easier four or five years ago to just say, Hey, how's it going? I want to connect and people to go like, Oh, okay. You know, now you got to get through some walls (laughs) to even get there. Right. And you also have to follow up because we've come to the realization, haven't we not, Jason, that we've been connecting with people many since the inception of LinkedIn in 2002. And when it went to market in 2003, there are people who have built some immense and very deep uh, five digit networks. And how on earth do you manage something like that? Nobody has the bandwidth to do that. So nowadays, where I see stylish LinkedIn use going is toward organic network assembly and conceptualizing your network is more of a community and not just bringing people in who you think may buy from you if they're not buying today, then maybe in the future, but really surrounding yourself with people, as you said at the outset of your program, like-minded. It's very difficult to ascertain like-mindedness. People will come at you on an invitation and say, hey, J.D., I, I, I'm extending you this invitation because I'd like to connect with like-minded people. Well, how, how do you know I'm like-minded? I'm, I, I could be completely different-minded or unlike-minded. But I think right now we've become a little bit more discerning in our tastes, more selective in who we bring into our networks. And that bodes well, because if you are going to go out there as a brand and demonstrate a sense of style, you have to walk your talk. You have to live up to what you're stating about yourself in your profile. 
Yeah. So, so what goes, goes into this thought process? Somebody who's all in, they buy into it like, oh, I hadn't thought about it this way. Awesome. I, you know, what's, what's step one from both their approach, really just talking LinkedIn here, you know, their approach to say, I want to first decide on my style, right? You know, kind of land on something. Um, and then how do they put that in front of folks on LinkedIn in the best way possible? Terrific question. And I'll preface by saying that nothing has really changed in my style paradigm. I, you still have to adhere to best practices. Best practices are best practices. They they do undergo subtle shifts of their own. But for the most part, this, this is what moves the needle and gets the best results over time with repeated use. And, and that is obviously tending to the LinkedIn profile. We have seen the emergence of the LinkedIn profile as one's most prized visual asset in the business world. Because when they hear of you, when they learn of you, when they catch wind of you, where are they going first from a business point of view? Easy answer, loaded question, Jason. What's the answer? Right to your profile. Your LinkedIn profile. Thank you very much. So the review of that profile, the psychology of a visitor to your profile is they're not going to spend a lot of time unless you have something there that compels them. And the more you level up, the more you bring in more interesting narrative about yourself, curate the elements of your brand that make you a good exhibit for them, the more time they'll spend on the profile. That's really my MO is I want to keep people on my profile page as long as possible. And they keep scrolling down to the belly of the page where they get the good stuff. And, and ideally, they've walked away with learning about me. But when a profile is overly salesy uh, or just uh, just a bundle of achievements and look how cool I am and I did this and I was recognized for this, I got acknowledged for this. And oh, by the way, I'm an Amazon.com best-selling author. <laughs> it, 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 it's become so formulaic and it just people just kind of bounce out. But and what and what are you doing right now to keep that keep that interest on yours specifically? I just write from my own third person narrative. I, I favor the third person. I, I know that's the great debate in LinkedIn profile writing right now is third person versus first. And from a true storytelling point of view, I think if I'm going to talk about my achievements, and I'm not the most decorated guy in the business world, but I'm a hardworking guy that kind of serendipitously fell into a LinkedIn consultancy. <laughs> I mean, but but my story does mean something. It's it's I it's what I leverage to to create a livelihood. Uh, otherwise, I don't know how I, I could do it. And anybody that, that is selling themselves as a consultant these days or an advisor or is in the eat what they kill world and living off their wits, they have a story. And my story is I, I, I've come to realize what works on LinkedIn. And it's not about pumping yourself up with sales talk. It's about getting to the core of, uh, of an economic buyer, understanding what that buyer really wants and feeling that buyer's pain before you even talk about what it is that you do. So that's really how I've set my profile up, is to create intrigue about me and ideally catalyze conversations. That's great. What What are some of those, those questions people should be asking themselves when they're trying to determine how they want to show up? Because we all, and I, some people may take that as, as oh, you're trying to, be someone you're not or this and that. We're all who we are. But we also have different versions of ourselves and who yeah. I present on LinkedIn. There's nothing remotely inauthentic about that, but it's a different me than, you know, and 
in front of my three sons, right? Like, you know, we're not going to have the same conversations. We're not going to have that same tone and voice. And so how can people, you know, really decide on that, um, that style, that voice that, th- that they want to project on LinkedIn? Simple twofold question around which the entire LinkedIn profile narrative revolves. You ready? Are you ready? You sitting down? All right. Ask yourself, why you? Why now? Independent of marketplace, industry, vertical. Why you? Why now? And if you can answer that in a compelling way, it keeps people's eyes on the page. It from, keeps people's ears in the Zoom breakout room. From the perspective of somebody coming across your profile? Like, yes. yes. Gotcha. So them asking, Technically, why do I want to stay essence. on here? Yeah. Yes, that is the essence of communicating a value proposition. Otherwise, you're, you're just another talented person with this degree or this certificate or this designation, or you're a member of these societies, or you've got 13 books and you've spoken all over the world. You're a global keynote speaker, whatever the case may be. So, but, but truthfully, you've got ideally two feet planted on the floor. You're looking into the eyes of the prospect and you're trying to answer that question. Why me and why now? That's good. And, and this goes back to, again, anything that you present out in the world, but especially out on the internet, whether it's somebody coming to your site, somebody coming to any of your social profiles, mm-hmm. the more you can talk about them, the people you serve, how you serve them, how you help them, because we all, well, we've heard it a million times, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're completely right. selfish people at the, at the core, at some level, right? We want to know when we're there for three seconds, What's the benefit to me of connecting with this person, right. having a conversation with this person? It, th- there's that filter, whether we want it to be that way or not, it's who we are. It's what happens as humans. So the more you can answer that, the better, yes. right? Yes. And to dovetail that point is make no mistake about it. We're selling at every turn still. But when you when you incorporate this 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 ethic and this dynamic growth mindset of adjusting to situations and, and being stylish and, and respecting the sensibilities of others, you wind up able to, to control the conversation and maybe even create sales moments. And I think that's what is missing in classical sales training today. There are companies that are still forcing their teams to operate off scripts and templates, and they don't work. They just don't work. They don't work with me. I can't imagine they work with anybody at this point. I mean, the way to sell products and services today through LinkedIn is to organically build the network and challenge yourself to find your influence, build trust, get on a Zoom, meet locally if it's possible. And from there, develop the relationship, build equity into the conversation because people people ain't buying until they're, they're sold on you. Yeah, I, that's very true. What's that, that feels, I'm right there with you because I've, I've been going through that, right? Like that's everything to me. I love to just connect and something's going to come up of it. Like mm-hmm. people know that if I introduce them to someone, there isn't this big, oh, well, tell me about this person. Tell me like, 
I have the that core network that knows if I'm introducing them, awesome. Like I'll I'll connect, right? And I have those people for me too. Like if you told me I need to meet so and so, done. And we'll figure it out from there, right? For those folks who don't have that, haven't developed that that mindset, you know, it might feel a little nebulous to to think just go build relationships and la 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 la, you know, <laughs> and right. do this and open ended, yeah. right? How does that turn, you know, tangibly into something? If I'm, you know, if I've got to make my quota this month, right? What's what what's that? that through line to that? What's the path to get there, I guess? Well, the through line is is mindset training. And there are so many people around mindset training and development right now. I'm around it. I, I've, uh, I, I've unearthed many a mindset uh, in speaking about how to do LinkedIn appropriately and correctly and effectively. And to, to do anything, it requires the proper mindset. And in the online world where so much cognitive steam is necessary to just get through certain certain tasks, we really have to take a step back, do some critical thinking as to how we're perceived and received by others. Uh, we have to self-assess well. We have to self-evaluate. We have to really understand and believe in, in the solutions we provide to others that we are the logical choice for the business or the, the career offer. And, and when you move past the self-assessment piece, you have to uh, go in with an altruistic mindset about helping people, about supporting people and validating their, their existence in the business world. Uh, I've been on so many calls with people where it's all about them. And, and it's fine. I like to let them talk. I, I run my one-on-ones like interviews anyway, and, and that's fine. But, uh, but when I hear some of this, it, it almost borders on narcissism, the way that people talk about themselves these days. And there's no concern for me. And if I was in the market for the product or the service, all I'm hearing is about how cool the salesperson is. It's nothing about, well, JD, um, what's really the most glaring need for you right now? Or JD, what keeps you up at night? Or, or do you think you, you might benefit from, from this type of, of, of coaching relationship? So, I mean, I don't hear much of that. I just hear people ramming credentials and social proof down people's throats. It's so interesting how, you know, sales and just, you know, building relationships, period, like they, they mirror each other. You know, they're, they're in mm-hmm. parallel. Some people are so starved for <laughs> any kind of attention like i guess that you know the second someone's just like yeah. oh and what do you do and it's like Wah! you know that they they don't have that anywhere else in their life maybe and then on, and on the sales side i think it's it's the energy is this real panicky desperation oh i've only got 30 seconds to hook them and i've got you know this oh, this, yes. this and that comes oh, through so much and and oh, the greatest that desperation and survival, man. We, yeah. we still see it. And in the early stages of the pandemic, that was that was really the what people thought would sell them was their frailty and their vulnerability. And the emergence of authenticity is the great buzzword of the 2020s. And I mean, who would have thought that someday we would see authenticity coaches out there in the real world? I mean, if, if we have to be coached to be the genuine article at this point, something's gone awry. But but to your point, yes, people were communicating uh, their inefficiencies. Their, they were talking about the, the anatomy of a bad day, uh, their failures, not their successes. And leadership, which continues to be the hottest topic in business today, I mean, look, leaders 
you want to talk about style in the business world, you want leadership style. This has been widely written about. Uh, it, it's a term still still used, and it remains the hottest topic in business, leadership. Do we want our leaders to be that transparent and talk about the things that, that just gnaw them alive? <laughs> well, probably not. We want them to, to t- talk to us about how strong a leadership figure they are. Yeah, I think it's it, there's an interesting dynamic. And one of the best phrases, I can't remember who who said it, but really hit home for me is – essentially, you know, talk about your, your, your pain when you're past it, right? Like, don't Mm -hmm. talk about, it's not the wound, it's the scat, right? Like it's, you're past it, you overcame something. And there's some, it's one thing to be vulnerable then, right? Like, because that's the most useful time, not while you're wallowing, not while you're in the, the middle of it often, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, and to your point though, with, Authenticity. I think. I think there's. It's almost like or the, a, pur- the a word is I like to call. It. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like being purposeful with your style, though. I think for the people doing it the right way and talking about it in the right way, what their point is is to really be purposeful with that office authenticity and having that even just self-reflection to go okay am i am i putting my best self out there or am i dumbing everything down and being blah you know and and i think in the best cases that's where people are coming from so you know we're going to have an authentic conversation and you do have to be purposeful with that sometimes otherwise you kind of coast into oh i don't want to say that and i don't want to ruffle these feathers and i don't want to you know and instead hey just be yourself which again for you and i like that it it almost seems funny to sit there and go like hmm should i be authentic today or not (laughs) you know yeah well, in the early going of my LinkedIn consultancy, I never heard the term authenticity spoken of as a leadership trait. I, I think it may have been buried in the background. Authenticity really moved to the fore as a as a quality of leadership, uh, widely talked about. It's, I put it roughly around 2016 or 17, when we saw a lot more people starting to take liberties on LinkedIn with with opinions and posting content. And that was really the start of the content rush. And, and we, we started to see people just bringing more of themselves, their natural, unadulterated selves to LinkedIn on a business side. Now, remember, LinkedIn is around the business conversation. Much as it's starting to look like Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, it's still around the business conversation. And there's a certain decorum that should be observed and uh, conventions and formality and political correctness. It's, it's for commerce, it's for business. And, but we saw people becoming more authentic and it started to sell and it started to get noticed. And that became the way and more people started to write about it and write how authentic should we be? If we're, if we're limiting our authenticity, are we being truly authentic? Are, are we self-censoring? In the early going of my LinkedIn practice, I didn't really talk about that kind of thing. I was brought in to train a team or enlighten an audience at a conference on what LinkedIn was all about. Nobody understood what the hell it was. And there are plenty of people who are in that same camp today and, and still execute very well on LinkedIn. It's this great intangible. 
The online world is such an intangible. We have no idea what's going on behind the screen. You can't get into the mind of another human being. You can only work off educated guesses. And the better you become at guessing in an educated way, the more your authenticity liberates and the more this sense of style comes into play. And that's where I basically separated. And I said, you know what? I know enough practical stuff about what I talk about. I now have to go into the emotional intelligence piece. The, you know, gravitate a little bit away from the intellect, go toward some of the psychology, some of the neuroscience, and bring in more improv. So in 2017, I resumed my study of improvisational comedy at Chicago's famed Second City and really studied the nuances of improv. And now I see it as an extremely valuable cognitive framework for doing well on LinkedIn. I'm improvising from start to finish, man. Oh, yeah. And I love this, too, because this is exactly what I wanted to make sure we hit on, you know, the how purposeful you are with that and bringing those two worlds together now too. tell, tell folks what you're doing on um, with that Im- improvised, I guess, class or workshop or whatever that that's called. Yeah. I'm, I have a, a community that I'm trying to bring to fruition and that is the improvising LinkedIn community. And I think that's, I think that the playbooks just don't work anymore, as mentioned earlier. I, throw away the playbook and just go off script and be yourself. Be your authentic self, that A word again. But, but you know, sometimes authenticity can just kind of lay in the background because improv is a skill and it has to be, a, and fortunately it's a coachable skill. And it, it's a skill that many people pursue their whole lives. If you've, ever, if you've ever gone to an improvisational comedy experience, you know how hard this is you're on stage with two three four five other people and you're conjuring something out of thin air based on an audience suggestion so what i do is i extrapolate that and i just extend conversations in that same way i view every conversation partner as as if i were playing a scene with them and basically there's a beginning there's a middle there's an end sometimes i keep the plate spinning and the conversation's going but for the most part, I don't let people off the hook. Whatever they come back to me at, I honor it, I listen to it, and I yes and right back to them. Yes and being the, the, the staple bridge conversationally in the improv world. Yeah, and I love that too. Even, even, even where you know scripts have their place or frameworks outlines have their place mm-hmm. there's always going to be an opportunity based on you know taking a you hard have to go to, off script you, know? you have to go off script i mean nobody's playing it by the books these days I, I, you can't count on anything right now you can't count on your emails getting returned what are you going to do ghosting has become such a commonplace practice and how do you summon the words how do you how do you how do you discover your influence and and create impact well you got to improvise you got to embrace the exquisite serendipity of the online world and understand that it doesn't go according to plan you're not going to log on to LinkedIn and in an hour, these things are going to happen and it'll be validated. It'll be, you've got an hour. It's catch if you can. I mean, what's going on? Who's LinkedIn throwing in front of you today? What messages are coming down the pike? 
who haven't you followed up with that you need to follow up with? I mean, there's just, there's so much going on that it actually forces us to, to just continuously play off script. And that's what I do, but I'm happy doing that. And it works for me. I used to be one of the more goal oriented people, you'd know, a very regimented guy. And I just, the pandemic has given me certain autonomies, Jason. I'm no longer that guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, what's funny too. And that's what I, the, one of the big points I want to bring up around this subject too, is because I operate that way. I, I prefer that, right? Like if someone, I would rather somebody come up and say like, um, we need you on stage in 10 minutes. Then, Hey, a month from now, I need, we need you to dig in and prepare something. And, you know, then you're going to go on stage. You're going to figure this thing out. I'd rather, Hey, let's go with it. You know, let's walk into a room and have this conversation. These shows, these are structured as here's the topic. Let's dig in and have a conversation. Other folks are way more comfortable and need that anchor of <laughs> question yes. one. Question two, question, you know, and those don't work for me, man. They just yeah. never have worked for me. Anything well, that heavily formatted. Yeah. And, and I think, but, th but there's, there's room in the world for both because I love what you and I are talking about and I'm comfortable there. But I think what's really critical here is to get across that. Even if you aren't, that doesn't mean you're bad and you have to change everything. But to have this layer and to learn a skill like this from someone like you, to, to bring some of that into your world because you have no choice. Like life isn't scripted. So yeah. you're going to encounter some, some areas to where this is, this is one of those superpowers that if you can flow with it and find a comfort zone within it, even if it's 20% of the time, it's, it's going to help you dramatically. And I think that's what separates me from anyone else in the field is that I let people find their own style. Uh, when, I, when I speak about LinkedIn style, what I'm trying to evoke or spark within people is the fact that they can overlay their own personalities onto the platform. That's really all LinkedIn is. It's, it's this grid. I mean, it's a level playing field when we all start. And it's the way that you bring information to it that will separate and differentiate you. But for the most part, it, it's just this terrain on which we superimpose ourselves and we can make any number of choices as to how to do that. So where, where I give my clients room is in the expression, uh, in the manner of behavior, find something that's right for them. It's not because JD says it. So it's because it's, it's them. They're going to have to move the needles for themselves. If, if there's any technical, technical issue or strategic issue, Google it you'll find a fix. There's any number of people putting out just sheer volumes of content on how to do LinkedIn. That's not the issue here. The issue is, okay, doing it is one thing, but why you're doing it, the rationale, uh, why you're doing it, and, and the follow-up piece, and how to anticipate what's going to happen. I teach my clients how to think one, if not two steps ahead of every move they make on LinkedIn. That's what moves the needle. That's what drives results. It's not just about, oh, I did this right because the YouTube video said I should do it this way. But it's about really, now, really asserting your will, your force on the system and creating those types of outcomes because only you are capable of creating them, not me, not anybody else in the trade. Oh, yeah. And and like I, I tell people across the board with, with all social media, everyone has their opinions and their, it, it's here's the bad part, here's the good part, but it's really darn good at 
being a mirror of what you want in your life because the algorithm is really good at just feeding you what you respond to and what you engage with. So to your point, you're, you're way more in control than maybe you think of your world, both what you're putting out and what you're consuming and what's coming up in front of you. And that's style. Yeah. When, when you make that decision, that's, that's very intuitive of you, Jason, when you make that decision that you have control over your your output. That's a huge step in the process. Oh yeah. Well, this is awesome. This has been, been fantastic. I hope people uh, dig in and connect you, connect with you on LinkedIn and, you know, jump in, subscribe to the, to the newsletter. I better create a LinkedIn account if that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. You better, you better start. I've been putting it off for so long. Just bite the bullet and do it. That would, that would be phenomenal at the end of like, yeah, I'm starting next week. It'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> and you can say it and find me on LinkedIn, which is a good thing. But uh, no, I, and to your point, I, what you're doing in the podcast realm is th- this outflow and developing your own style as a podcaster, which, which you did beautifully, which I, I love these types of conversational back and forths. Um, and I applaud the effort because more and more we're broadcasters now. We're all broadcast stations. Yeah. And, and we're all networks and yeah, we've got whether you, channels. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, yeah. <laughs> this is what we are. You're either radio silent <laughs> and people uh, are going, uh, I don't know. I have never heard of that person or that business, or you're putting out your, your style into the world in some fashion. And, and learn how to do it the best you can viewers and listeners. Uh, I mean, make the commitment to be a great content marketer. And that's what will give you your style. You can't just find it in putting out a, a profile and letting it sit out there unleveraged. You, you've really got to attract attention to yourself if you're going to build a brand. Brand is not guaranteed to anyone. You, you really have to work it. Working at differentiation is a full-time job. And the market's only getting more saturated, more competitive. There's more distractions coming in. and We are, we are fielding so much stuff on a daily basis. The fact that anybody intersects with us is a miracle at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People get get hung up a lot with, oh, should, am I posting too much? Is there, you know, I don't want to, you know, disturb yeah. people. There's should no... I like or comment on it? Or <laughs> yeah. both? Right. And I promise anybody listening, watching, there is no way on planet Earth that you can post too much content in the world today there is no it, it can't happen like what's the worst they can do they can mute you well not even that like if anybody paid attention to us at the level we think people are paying attention to us we'd all be billionaires it'd be amazing <laughs> i worked so hard on this blog the least you can do is read it folks right oh, so scroll, scroll 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 and then oh the, the cat video. I'll watch that. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. and that's 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 the thing. It's a great point too because you know we're not just. This is where style comes in too because we're not. It's not we're competing with the other people in your industry, you know, who are doing the same thing. You're competing with every cat video on YouTube, with every <laughs> thing out there that's going on in the palm of their hands. It, it's all that competition. So you better figure out something that's engaging and stylish and makes you memorable in some way yes and there are people who have found their their style and their irreverence i mean i'm all about creating intrigue i think 
attracting attention in a good way is is really a a, a nice value piece that you can bring to a, a style journey. But you want to do it for the right reasons. You do you, you don't want to commit brand suicide and be too irreverent and go out there and and just be completely out of character. You want to connect people with your brand through experiences that are unique to you that liberate your individuality. And I think that's important. That's a huge piece of style. And the mindset behind it is important. Knowing that you're going to go out there and it's an insular world, but yet everybody's out there. Yep. So who needs to reach out? Who needs to connect to, to JD because they are in dire need? What what person, what stage of their LinkedIn <laughs> journey? They just need someone to talk to, I guess, at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, interestingly, I'm in the business of meeting good human beings. I, I've, I never thought that LinkedIn would be my ticket to see the world and meet people from really all walks of business. And in terms of, of who I engage with, who, who are the people who retain me, typically the people who retain me are people who are betting on themselves to win, uh, who are going through some stage of a reinvention, maybe not sure how to telegraph it to people on LinkedIn just yet, not sure if they should flip the master switch, but need to think things through. I'm, I'm a big help to those people because I have a very sensitive ear and I listen well. And uh, thought equity is, is missing in a lot of relationships today because people are waiting for the other person to finish talking so that they could talk instead of hearing what they're truly saying and seeing if there's alignment or a fit. And like anybody else, I want to align. I want to be a good fit for people that I work with. But in terms of building a, a community and finding my tribe, just good quality human beings with high emotional intelligence who, who laugh at my jokes and want to have <laughs> good conversations. Perfect. All right. Fantastic. I encourage everyone out there, just <laughs> harass JD. Get All on right. LinkedIn and just, uh, you know. Your trolling behaviors are welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in with this. JD, thanks so much for being on. And I will see you in the improv group. That was fun, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of this show. If you ever need help building out custom strategies for your business or deciding what actions to take next, head over to MediaLeadsCo.com and let's connect. I'll talk to you soon on the next Strategy and Action. <laughs>